Hello, and welcome to the R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery with Steph, aka Bariatric Warrior, Bex, aka Becoming Bex, Nicole, aka Spooky BSG Barbie, and Cass, aka Queen Sparkle We are here to talk about everything weight loss surgery related, the good, the bad, and the ugly to end the stigma. So come join us on this road to discovery. Carry on. I was uh, drinking pee and fool. Like I had no problems at all. I bet I drank at least a gallon of water during the time that I was there. And I was up peeing like I had figured out how to take off my own uh, like massagey booty things oh and, yeah the, you know, yeah because i was having to call them in there over and over to go pee and so i would just like after a while i was doing okay they just gave me like free reign of the hospital like you go pee when you want you go walk outside go down the yeah. street come back yeah i didn't have to wear like the little finger thing anymore the blood pressure cuff i was just like chilling that's good did you guys have any pre-meds you had to take prior to surgery I had to do a stupid drink at um, at least two hours before midnight, so 10 p.m., of a pre-surgical Ensure, which was like a, a strawberry sugar drink, hmm. um, and the shit was disgusting. I halfway through it, and they say you have to do it within 30 minutes. If not, your liver doesn't get filled with sugar to pulled you over during the surgery or something and so that was the other thing like when i was so late on my surgery i'm like you're like i already drank that like five hours ago thank you for making me drink that shit for nothing um that's so interesting uh, i've never heard anyone have to do that it's pretty common i i've seen a lot of people in the groups talk about it oh wow surgical insurer which is supposed to help you wake up feeling better but it gave me nausea like i it took me like extra time to fall asleep just because my stomach hurt. And that was the night before. So the day before my surgery, I think you and I talked about it, Jack, like I was on that crazy green and clean two shakes and a meal situation. But the day before they told me to eat three eggs, bacon and sausage for breakfast. And then to have a Caesar salad or a, a Cobb salad, what? A chicken and eggs and stuff for lunch. And then not to eat again after three. So, like, I starved my ass off for two weeks. And then I ate, like, a damn this savage the day before. <laughs> I mean, I was the last to final meal. I did my final meal before the two-week liver diet. Mine was the, was the night before surgery. I just had to stop eating after 8 p.m. That's so like, wild. Go, so, go, eat, go eat a meal. I was in Vegas. So, they were like, sure, um, go eat a meal. So you want. for sleeve, oh, yeah. sleeve, I was clear. I had to be clear liquids, clear liquids the whole day before, and then nothing after midnight. For this, I had to do bowel prep, which was literally awful. I had to tr- literally, basically, like take the whole bottle oh, of Miralax and five Ducalex and just shit my brains out. And was on clears for two days prior, and then also three days afterwards. So I was like, I clearly am dehydrated, but yet hydrated from drinking clears. Why can't I fucking pee? You know? 
I had two, I had two weeks and my biggest thing was, so the Friday before my two week diet started, I had the appointment with my surgeon. And then that Monday before my Tuesday start of this two week liquid diet, I had to see the nutritionist and do my final weigh in. So I couldn't cheat that whole freaking weekend. Mm -hmm. So my appointment with the nutritionist was at 10 a.m. I literally ate from like 1040 when I left that appointment till midnight on Monday. Like the reason my headache was so bad the three days. You're like withdrawing from that giant that meal. Week, I was in a food coma recovering because I ate like a crazy person that Monday, like a nut. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Hey, it, did, was, it worked. Did they but. send you guys home with like uh, this stuff? Your no. surgeon? No. So my surgeon had a has a program. I have to take my blood pressure twice a day and it like goes over there via the interwebs. And I have to try to keep this um, O2 sensor and heart monitor on as often as I can for 30 days. It was just like part of the really? the uh, program. And so sometimes I'll get a text back like, hey, your O2 is looking low. Are you okay? Or, hey, your blood pressure came back high. How are you feeling? And it was, I mean, I think that's great. I, I do. I think that's great. That's just that extra level of care to make sure that your heart's good, your lungs are good, that you didn't, nothing was aspirated, you're breathing, you know, that's, that's all good stuff for post-op. That's really good. Yeah, it, it was, I didn't expect it. And I think yeah. I would probably be more appreciative of it if I was having a harder time. Yeah. But because I'm not, it's just kind of a pain in my ass. Yeah. So it's just right. one more thing I need to do today. Yeah, but mm. you're right, Vex. Like, that's a better way that I should look at I should reframe, like, hey, these guys are trying to keep an eye on me. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I, I was sent home two days later. And then they, like, called me a week later on the phone. And that's... I mean, I love Blossom, don't get me wrong. I could have called them at any time for anything. Yeah. But, like, definitely, like, that sounds like a, a good level of follow-up. They're definitely making sure they're tracking you, they're minding you, you know, making sure that you're good to go. Whereas a lot of other people, myself included, didn't get that level of post-op care. Yeah, no, I, I a call on literally day seven to say, are you alive? But, again, I... My day number three was awful. I called my surgeon and he literally called me back in 30 minutes. Um, he told me I was fine. Obviously, I was just being a baby. But, um, it, you know, I'm lucky they picked up the phone. But I, I hear lots of people with the same thing. You're never getting any aftercare. So um, I'd probably be really pissed off if I had to keep doing that for 30 days. But I do like the idea. It would have made me feel a little bit better those first three days. Did you guys have to I do a barium swallow a week later? No. That's so no. that's so wild too. So a sleeve, the requirement is to do barium swallow week one and week uh, four, your one month, because it's basically what checks to make sure there's no leaks in your staple line. So I mean, they did a leak check immediately post-op for me while I was still in Do you remember them doing that? at all like did you have to swallow yeah, something and then i was they did told they image? did it during right before they closed me up they filled oh. in to make sure oh, okay. there was no leak 
Yeah, they use yeah, like a blue dye and then you piss blue for the next couple days or whatever color it is. Or you don't or, piss because me and Bex you clearly, you know, have trouble with that. I also... If it wasn't blue, I would have freaked out. <laughs> You're an alien now. I replaced your abdomen and stomach with alien parts uh, and sold your stomach on the black market, basically. <laughs> you know what I am pretty grateful for, like through this whole pre-op and post-op is Steph and Jack. Like, it was just crazy that I linked up with you guys when I did. And I had no, like, I really met Steph, like, the day before I started pre-op, um, when Frank had everybody on there to say uh, hello to you. And I just, like, at the very end, I was like, Steph, and I think you heard me. And yeah, and you, you post, you're like, please, let's stay in touch. Yeah, and, and and same with Jack. Like, it made this whole experience so much better. Um, even if shit is a lot different, like how different Jack's and I diet was, it was just nice to have a dude, especially a dude. I mean, I love you too, Steph. But I mean, I go to, to like, Rob's men's groups, and I'm the only <laughs> woman there. <laughs> to be like, man, did this happen to you, or does this happen to you, or what do you think? What's going on? And it's pretty funny. And Steph, you've been like my my uh sensei through through this whole whole shit it's i can't feel my restriction day. i was like it's coming you're not on soft food yet fluids go yeah. right through you <laughs> when i ate i ate beans tonight and i was like oh what's this oh oh my that's your restriction any more beans <laughs> yeah i i could not agree more like it's it's been incredible the amount of people but you two have been excellent um, I, I think I, I message Stephanie every single day just to like check in. And if I have a problem, I'm definitely going to Jay-Z. So I, I appreciate you guys as well. Yeah, I appreciate you guys as well. Just like less lonely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. there's For no sure. one at home that's doing this shit. Yeah. So it's like, we understand. Yeah. It's, it's better. It's better to have, have a, a buddy. I also found it interesting, Jack, that they did your COVID test the day of. So, like, with yeah. mine, I had to do it five days prior. Mine was two days. So I didn't even weird. have one. You didn't have one? <laughs> no. I we don't care if you have COVID. <laughs> I got, hey, are you having any COVID system or symptoms? Nah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Wow. That's yeah, it, so it, it's crazy, but also I live in Utah. So okay. Yeah, it's, it is what it is here. Have you guys figured out what your full cues are yet? No, I still. Jack and I both have this sensation we've talked about, like right in your sternum. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I get it when I drink water, and so I don't know if it's just like that's been restructured, like the entrance. Uh, I don't think that's it. It, it could be uh, the I'd swelling. Like because you're clearly healing and how the stomach, how you would think that you swell on the outside is different than the inside. Inside, you actually swell inwards. So you might be feeling that. Um, but yeah, most full cues are either like that chest tightness, runny nose, hiccups. Um, what other ones have you experienced, Bex? I honestly have only ever experienced that same. It feels like the food is coming up into my throat, mm -hmm. like in my chest oh. right here. So I, I felt that a lot at the beginning. Um, I would sometimes regurgitate liquids specifically a lot. 
um, at the very beginning. And, uh, there was a, there was a span of about eight or 10 months there where I would hiccup once Mm -hmm. if I hit my full, but two years out, it's just the chest. It's just in my chest. I don't have any, I don't have runny nose, nothing. I, I actually have a funny thing. So because I, and Becca, you, you talked about binge eating. I, I could eat a ton before surgery. And so for forever, like my family would know, like at holidays, if I start sneezing, I'm full. So like, I'm wondering, am I going to have a sneeze again when this little tummy now is, Mm -hmm. is full? But I, again, besides that little sternum, chest, lower, it's the only thing. So I'm, I'm wondering as I progress in food, like, when am I going to know? Cause yeah. I still have no idea besides that. And it and sometimes happens after the first spoon. You'll know yogurt. when like, you experience foamies for the here? first time. You'll be you, like, oh, really yep, I ate it. too much. What? Like, do you feel like that's it, Jack? Like, no. I feel like it's more no. like that it's not my full. I feel like it's just yeah. swollen and stuff is struggling to get down. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think that's my full cue yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what mine is. I would be so pleased if it was like a sneeze or something like that. That'd be, that'd be rad. Mine in the beginning of sleeve when I was eating before those 10 weeks um, was the chest tightness and hiccups. And then like later on when I was able to eat again, I got the runny nose. So it changes. So, and then now post-op or a vision R&Y, it's definitely a chest tightness. Yeah. And it, again, it will change too. Your stomach is a muscle. It is meant to expand and contract. Yeah. It really, it relaxes over time. It It doesn't mean it stretches out. Like that's bullshit. Yeah. 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 I'm two years out and I can now eat probably a solid 10 ounces without feeling over full. Um, which... I will admit, uh, coming from a binge eating background and having such disordered eating, like scares the shit out of me because I, my brain tells me you're binge eating, you're overeating, you're overeating. But the reality is, like, bro, I used to eat like thirty ounces of food in one sitting, and now yeah. I'm eating ten. I think we're okay, yeah. you know. So, so, is that stretchy stomach bullshit? That your stomach can stretch? Is that bullshit? Your stomach will never stretch, stretch out to the size it was. Yeah, it will never stretch out to the size it was. Not ever. But you can eat around your sleeve. You can eat more than than what um, they kind of they tell you. That you're only going to eat four ounces for every meal for the rest of your life. That's bullshit. Like that's not true. Um, you'll so will eventually eat a whole damn sandwich. You will eat a whole meal. Mm-hmm. You will eat a full a full what well, feels like a normal <laughs> portion. You will eat that again. Um, but and it's it, normal because you're not going back for a second plate. You're not yeah. like the proportions are different. Like as people teach, it's like your bariatric plate method, you know? Yeah. You you still eat your proteins first. You still eat your, your vegetables first, eat your carbs last. You know, you will find that you're eating what feels like a lot of food, but in reality, compared to what you could eat before, it's nothing compared to that. And carbs are not bad. They fuel your body. And if you work out a lot, you need to increase them. Yeah. Yeah. Once you do start working out, uh, Jason, make sure you eat some carbs. (laughs) Regardless, this is something I was going to say earlier, is that what's interesting to me is obviously 
follow what your surgeon says. But I will also say this, what your surgeon says is not necessarily how you are going to live the rest of your life. And even some surgeons are like way restrictive and it kind of plays into like eating like disordered eating and you don't want to like get obsessed with the scale, obsessed with going to the gym, obsessed with, oh no, I can't eat these carbs, you know, because then you're not really doing the work of weight loss surgery in the way that it should be. Because this, I feel like weight loss surgery is 90% mindset. Yep. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to heal our relationships with our bodies and food, and our relationships mm-hmm. with food. Mm-hmm. So if we are going, you know, we've talked about each of us has kind of done some sort of weird, crazy, restrictive diet, but we talked about how that's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. So eating under a thousand calories, eating these extremely restrictive post-op diets, they're not meant to be the rest of your life. So if you're looking, not just you guys, but you know, if, if anybody listening is looking at, you know, those first couple months pre-op and are just terrified by them because they're so restrictive and there's so little food and it, that's very scary, just know that that is not how it is for life. You have to eventually find a place with food and with your life. Like I just, I was talking earlier, like I just made three dozen cookies. You bet your ass I ate a couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, I used, I used to eat 10. And yeah. now I eat like one, one and, chocolate and chip. And eating those cookies is not going to ruin your hard work that you did for the past exactly. months, you know? Exactly. So, Bex and Steph, you guys have had surgery before. Um, I know that, or at least my bariatric surgeon said, in the first three months, you're going to lose a majority of the weight. Um, mm, not necessarily. First, first six to eight, I would say. So do you think that it's like during those, this first period of time, is it really important to stay on that restricted diet? Because after like that, it's almost like golden hour for photography, right? Like after that's gone, is, does it, is it that much harder? Like you really need to fucking suck it up for the so like beginning of Right time. now I would, so as Barry Nation calls that, you are a bariatric beginner And then when you hit like four to like eight months, you're in the honeymoon. And then when you're like eight, 12 months and more, you're technically maintenance and you're maintaining, you're still losing, but it's slower and more gradual, but you're maintaining that muscle and you're maintaining that weight. Um, I mean, I lost what, 150 mm -hmm. pounds in the first year. Yeah. And I'm the the second year, I think I've lost 25 Mm. and I'm still working the program and I'm still busting my ass and, you know, going to the gym and, and, you know, counting my calories and eating my pro, like I'm doing everything that I was. I mean, I'm not going to say that I haven't fucked up in the last few weeks because my life's been shit, but, (laughs) but like overall in the last year, I have done everything that I did the first year. Yeah. But your body, our bodies want homeostasis. We are not meant to just lose a shitload of weight, you know, for eternity, you know? So yes, those first like three to six months. Oh, Bex, Uh-oh. you froze. We lost Intermission. Bex. Uh, well, <laughs> while we wait for Bex to come back, um, did you, how swollen were you guys afterwards? 
Bex is back. Never mind. I'll ask that afterwards. Continue. I don't even know where you got where I where I cut out. I was like, okay, stop. Okay, well, I'm frozen. That's nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say those first three to six months are key for building those those habits that you want to maintain long term. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like you're only going to lose weight for those six, first six months, but absolutely that is where the weight does come off the fastest because you have just shocked the shit out of your body. Your body doesn't know what it's doing. And it's like, cool, um, we're just going to drop all of this. And then eventually your body basically catches up and realizes that you just fucked its world. Your body is in ketosis and then it's like, "Ah." yeah, Yeah. and then your body will start, will start slowing down. You'll hit those stalls, you know, and your body will, will try to like grab on to like homeostasis again for a little bit. Um, and then eventually your body just is like, okay, we're done. Thank you. Tapped out. We're, we've made it. Keto like, breath, think- keto <laughs> breath, keto pee and keto BO are a thing, by the way. Yeah, you might notice that you're smelling different. Yeah. Bad breath, especially immediately post-op. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. I think Jay-Z and I are both getting ready or panicking about the three <laughs> stall. Because oh yeah. That I, I feel like is normal. We both love seeing the scale go down. Yeah. And so I like, you know, when I have a day, like, I mean, we're all, we all know I'm getting a point. Do you want me to go tomorrow. eat your scale in the dumpster? Cause I will. <laughs> but like, you know, I, it, it's been amazing to see a pound and a half, a pound every single day. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm waiting because I see everyone say three weeks stall is real. Like it's going to happen. You're going to be eating and nothing's going to change. Well, you're also incorporating, you're also incorporating soft foods and real foods. So you have to consider, you have to consider like, yeah, clearly you're on liquids. So you drop so fast, but now you're actually giving your body food again. And this is where constipation occurs the most. So Think about that. The water weight and the fact that you're not pooping also plays a part into that as well as you're eating more whole food um, and, you know, higher, more protein, like rich, dense things. Um, So, yes, I feel like everyone for the majority experiences that three to three week to five week post-op stall and then you'll see it drop again. But just know that the average weight loss per month is 8 to 10 pounds. If you are losing 8 to 10 pounds in a month, you are doing fantastic. Yeah. I was losing 15 pounds a month for the first couple months. And then it dropped to 8. And I straight up panicked. Like, I thought I was failing. You know, I, was just- I feel like both of us are going to do the same thing. Like, yeah. when, it, when it's that- only an 8-pound month. That's where the mental part comes in. You have to be prepared for that Mm -hmm. shit. And again, you know, it may be slightly different. I mean, obviously go talk to one of the Robs or something about this, but like it might be slightly different for men in terms of what's an average weight loss. Yeah. And, you know, but. And it also depends on how heavy you were to begin with too. And your height. 
and so. you know your body composition we're all different so that's why we can't ever compare to another person your compare journeys are your journeys may be like similar like we're all in a weight loss surgery journey or we may have gone through something similar we have similar struggles but like all of our journeys are different and so that's why it's like don't get in that mindset of comparing yourself like oh my god but this person lost 20 pounds that month and I didn't it's because you're a different person um so um also like a big thing is tracking so I was really diligent about tracking for probably you know two months because then everything went wrong um so I think tracking is good to do in at least that first six months to eight months so you clearly get a picture of what a day looks like of hitting those protein goals and hydration goals and you know your fat and your carbs and like clearly like Bex I don't know if you track I don't think you do do you do so Bex tracks every day when I you know when I was going through my stuff I kind of just had an idea of what I needed to eat so I didn't track but for this surgery um and because of what I wanting to do as far as body composition and muscle and stuff I will track probably for a good six months um but I think the further out you are if you need the tracking track like do it I feel it's very helpful um but don't become obsessed with it that's another thing that people become obsessed with so what are you tracking on Bex uh the Berrytastic app oh I just downloaded that today there's still some recipes yeah so Berrytastic is really good I like that in you if you hit the diary option you can track your happiness your hunger level and if you took a shit and your poops, yeah. There's a poop tracker in there. I, so I used Tastic. I did eight months before surgery, and I tracked every day for eight months, and then I took a month and a half off before surgery, but I didn't know there was a poop tracker. Yeah, now it's I'm in the diary log. In. Yes, the diary log. And you can even put it's notes been, of, like, how so you like, felt. Yeah. Right now, I've been tracking my protein shakes, my water, mm-hmm. but like the pureed chicken salad I'm eating, I don't even know where to begin because I'm, it's freaking a can that I pureed and oh, maybe I'm going to do ounces. I have to make that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I, you... I've, left, I've left that off this time, but once I can start soft foods, I plan on using Berrytastic. Also, uh, for six months, I'm hoping. My fitness pal, if don't do the paid version, just the free version. It, it you can use that like in conjunction with Berrytastic because they have all of the things from like even restaurants already like plugged in there. So you can yeah. get an idea of like how much protein is in it and then put it in your Berrytastic app. That's what I'm using right now is just the my fitness pal and I've had the paid version of it forever mm-hmm. uh, to track to help with macros and like would is it worth switching over to the berry tastic one or am I basically getting the same shit? Personally, mm-hmm. I like the berry tastic yeah. one because the berry tastic prioritize first of all it allows you to set your your calorie goal lower. So I it is my fitness pal. There's a section well, you have to go to, they yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Cause they didn't when I started. You can also um, set your macros. Like you can set where you want your fat, where you want your protein, where you want your, um, yeah. carbs. I they're like very, the- they're very similar. 
Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they are very similar. But I like Veritastic because for me, it focuses on the macros that I'm looking for specifically. Mm-hmm. So it really focuses on that protein and, you know, and the, and the fat first and then carbs are kind of last. Whereas I feel like my fitness pal doesn't focus on protein as, yeah. your, as the primary macro that I've seen. At least, again, I haven't been on my fitness pal in two years because I've used Veritastic for two years. Veritastic but. also reminds you to take your vitamins. Yeah, Ooh, you that's cool. Yes. For, for vitamins and for water, I think, mm-hmm. too, as well on Veritastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the only other thing I would say, GZ, is that it also does your pre-surgery weight and your after-surgery weight. And so I would start putting your weights in Veritastic. Yeah. Um, the food selection is definitely better in uh, my fitness pal. Yeah. Um, it's been around the, for longer. I think that's why. Yeah, I they're like the newer foods. Like a lot of stuff ends up being in Veritastic. It's just it takes a little longer to catch up. But you can find something similar. Uh, but the weight feature is really cool because I can see like I'm down 19 pounds since surgery. And mm-hmm. It pops out at me. Um, which I appreciate because I like seeing the number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you might want to consider that. Part Did you guys though. take pictures before and your measurements before or have a body composition scan? Oh, you can talk about your app. That thing was too freaky, man. Did you do it? Hell no. I saw yours and then I jumped on there to check it out and I was like, mm. no, you got to do it. So it's this called Me360. Me and you set up your phone, you stand it up against something. You have to be naked. Of your body, and it literally tracks, it measures everything. And I double-checked it. It's it's very accurate. Do you have to be uh, butt-ass naked for it? You have to be yeah. butt-ass naked. Completely I, straight. Jay-Z's over here. I need my underwear. I'm out. See, it's Listen, you might be able to keep your underwear on. I, I don't know. It said strip, so I stripped. <laughs> It, Jay-Z, do you weigh yourself in the morning butt-ass naked? <laughs> like you're supposed uh, yeah, to? Yeah, I did. So <laughs> photos I was really bad at back in January. So right before surgery, I started doing like little random videos and like a bunch of pictures so that when I eventually do want to do like some the before by and side. afters, mm-hmm. I'll be able to. Um, I don't know if I'll ever share any of those photos, but... I'm feeling like four months from now, I'm going to love my body. So I'm like, Jay-Z, you have to shave your beard so we can compare your face. Yeah, man. My wife says if I ever shave my beard, then she'll, she won't be very happy. Your face is just going to look the same then. (laughs) She says, says, your face is weird under there. I'm glad you have your own beard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, the beard will probably stay, but I take a ton of pictures um, once a week. We have a place in the living room that we take all of the pictures, uh, like full body pictures. And then every day I just snap a picture of my face and it has changed a bunch. Yeah. Um, Jack, your before and after pictures just from your hundred pounds or, I mean, not just from your hundred pounds, but yeah. they're fantastic, bro. Thank you. You're not giving yourself enough credit. Jay-Z's also going to become a, a real master. Yes, he is. He is ready. I sent him a YouTube video. <laughs> Well, I, I went way beyond the YouTube video. I've been studying. I'm trying to catch up to Rob to be to be YouTube guy. Bex is hopping um, off, but when, we're, when, we continue. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted when do you to think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, 
when do you think we need to start counting macros and stuff like that? Because right now it's just like four ounces, eat four ounces a meal. Probably when you hit regular food and you're trying different things out. Um, clearly beef is one of the hardest things to eat. That's why they say wait on that. Um, unless it's like, you know, ground beef, but like I'm saying like steak. Um, so I don't eat beef, so I can't talk about that but like salad corn rice pasta like the hard things I waited five months I also waited five months to have my first sip of alcohol and I waited 10 months to have a sip of carbonation and not soda cider what about coffee uh coffee I had no restriction on that I was allowed caffeine for a sleeve, um, but they wanted you to limit it to eight ounces a day. Um, and this time, he's like, you don't have a restriction on coffee. But for myself, um, I decided to go decaf for three months and no alcohol for six months. Um, just so I can heal fully and make sure everything's okay. Just because it was so invasive and, you know, I want all optimal healing did your surgeons give you any guidelines for caffeine, carbonation, um, straws? Oh my God, straws. Um, or uh, alcohol, like stuff like that? Yeah, my doctor says no coffee, no alcohol for the rest of your life. Wow. Like wow. There's, it's, it's not just a restriction. It's no, you're done with all caffeine and all alcohol do you think you're going to listen to that no i just need to find out like when i'll be able to intake i guess because i'm not getting any instruction from them for the coffee i'll wait until i'm really confident in my water intake just because it's a slight diuretic i want to be sure that i can i'm drinking tons of water so when you get Um, coffee that's decaf it counts towards your hydration but if you drink coffee that's caffeinated it doesn't they won't even let us use decaf. They said there's so trace wild. amounts of caffeine. That's so wild. Um, straws, surprisingly enough, my doctor's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You use all the straws you want to use. Yeah, my my nutritionist and surgeon, same thing. They don't care about straws. Um, I think I'm three months caffeine, um, but it's one year alcohol. Um, but I've, I've heard that um, a lot of the patients go back to coffee after a month. Um, because everyone wants to do profies, yeah, um, protein coffee. Um, and I know Steph, you're huge on it, but um, I coffee's a slippery slope for me, so I don't know if I'm ever going to drink coffee again. I was a Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks guy every single day, and so prior to January, mm-hmm. I used to have three a day, and I mean caramel swirl pumps of sugar it was just my life so i couldn't imagine drinking it now um but someday maybe i'll do profies again but um, pre-op i was not a coffee person post-op i'm gonna say coffee is my transfer addiction um (laughs) there if you if you ever want to try coffee post-op though go follow the macro um barista because he has recipes for Starbucks and that are like completely low carb, zero sugar. 
So Jack, you're saying that you might not go back to coffee just because it was more like a a dessert to you. It was full of sugar and yes. shit, not so much just that you drank too much coffee. Yeah, no, no. It was it was just a. That's like when I would I'd give up coffee for a while, then I'd start again, and then it start with the coffee, then it would be a donut, and then it would be three times a day I'd be getting a coffee and a donut. Mm. So I just, my, I don't want my brain to go back there. Yeah. Um, I may eventually do it. Like if I, if I could do coffee at home, like as my first eight ounces of coffee and a protein shake mixed, I might eventually mm -hmm. do that. Um, but I, I, I have people that I've talked to online that they've literally started coffee two weeks out. Um, it's just, something they went right back to mm -hmm. um, and now they're two three years out and they don't have any complications so I don't, I've never dove into what the caffeine issue is um I think there is something though with the first month about like recovering like your body because coffee is very acidic and it's also like you know it can cause ulcers so that's I think why that you're healing like they want to yeah. reduce swelling and stuff dude I had never thought of coffee like that as part of the food addiction because me and I just drink black coffee out of a Mr. Coffee in my kitchen, but I would drink like maybe a pot, a pot and a half of it a day. Like I drink coffee all fucking day and just black. Um, so that's what I'm thinking is the caffeine. And I had just never thought of it like a sugar substance the way that you do. Yeah. Different. Yeah. But a pot and a half a day, that's definitely a yeah, shit ton of caffeine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. I had to stop drinking coffee like at least four months ago because I knew it would be a problem. Yeah, yeah you must have killer headaches. Killer headaches after. I surprisingly, going to decaf, haven't. Knock on this computer. That's because of the trace caffeine. <laughs> I mean, I did have nine decaf espresso shots yesterday. In my, really? in my in my profies, yes. That's awesome. Like I, I want a profit. Does the profit count towards your because you're adding the protein? If to it's it, it decaf, it does. If it's decaf, it counts. But if it's regular caffeine, it doesn't. It's real weird. Like clearly, if you're drinking black coffee, that counts because you're like not adding shit to it. But if you add the protein, if you add the protein shake to it, then it's going towards your protein, not your hydration. Oh, see, for me, it goes toward both. So well, if I good. incorporate a, if I mm. incorporate my protein shake, so like, I've been doing a protein shake and adding two tablespoons of the sugar-free Jello or sugar-free pudding powder, and mm. like allowing it to get thick. So it's not quite like a yogurt. It's like a little less than a yogurt, and so that still counts as a liquid and protein for that's me. good so like, i think a I'm lot of surgeons a lot of so, surgeons like i guess go back and forth on that of what it whether it does or not uh yeah, i love sugar-free tarani syrups and sauces they're amazing and an espresso oh, me want a coffee. Oh. I I know. A coffee. bad influence <laughs> listen you too i appreciate your time yes um, you need to go to bed it's one o'clock in the morning yes. here in massachusetts so i am ready to hit the bed i had one yeah, more sure. question if you're okay John, with me asking it. um how was your pain and swelling post-op 
And I'm like your so, slash energy so my, slash exhaustion. Just zoom. My done. first my first two days. Well, my first day in the hospital, first night, my pain was terrible. I was a baby. I fully admit every time they offered me pain medicine, I was right there. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, day number two, my pain went away. It was just nausea. My swelling and gas was constant through day three. Mm -hmm. And then day three, when everything wore off for me, like all the pain meds, whatever they put blockers in my stomach, I was getting like pretty sharp pains through that day three. And then I woke up day four after having called my surgeon panicking on day three with zero pain, stopped taking the pain meds. And then Jay-Z's just a rock star. I'll let you. I'll Were let you sore? I was. Oh, let's let's ask him. Wait for this. Do you have energy <laughs> now or do you feel exhausted exerting yourself? I, I'm I'm fully. You're like, I I'm like, normal. I went to the gym and walked on the treadmill for 35 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. after after day five, I still like the liquids killing me, but I'm normal. Like I'm I'm ready back. No, my pretty much all my incisions have healed. That's awesome. Um, so glue or steri strips. Um, I had steri strips. Drain or no drain? No drain. Okay. Jason, take it away. Nope. So for me, my pain was never bad. I the last pain meds I took were the next day after surgery, just the ones that they gave me in the um in the hospital still. So I think that was like one oxy, like five in the morning or something like that. And then I took a Tylenol like nine AM. And then I haven't had any medication since then since before i left the hospital i just didn't have any pain um so that that was pretty rad i was i was fortunate that i didn't i didn't have any gas pains like none zero i didn't i don't even know what it is i don't know if they vacuumed me out before before they closed me up or what but the I've fart machine <laughs> so that was pretty legit um as far as energy i definitely, my energy and my endurance is low. I'm 30 minutes max. Uh, I can dart into the grocery store, grab some soup and pudding and shit and be out. And then that's probably a wrap for me yeah. um, without kind of resetting. Um, I had steri strips. I only had a drain while I was in the hospital. The drain came out before I left. Was it weird? That, that was pretty gross. It's bizarre. It's... but. You didn't have a drain at all? No. Jack? No, I wonder oh, if man. that's why some of your gas went out through the drain. Possibly. Maybe, but it was it was pretty strange. It didn't hurt. There was no pain or anything. It was just really, really weird and gross. Um, but I didn't have to take that home. I'm glad like I'm I'm not where you are where you're like feel a hundred percent. I feel like taxed a little bit, but I think I just feel it's low calories, you know? Yeah, they say usually your energy picks up week four when you're starting to get that regular food. Um, yeah, and I, it takes it takes on. eight weeks for your stomach to fully heal well, internally. I go back to work on Wednesday, but like I'm from the corporate world, so I, I'll just work from home um, for like the next two weeks. Yeah, just in my 
little office and before I have to go back to the office. And so we'll see how it goes. So before... I have to say that's, that's one of the things that, so I took an extra week off. So I'm off this week. I mainly did it just because it's the holiday. Yeah. And I was like, why am I going to go back in person for, and then just be off Friday and Monday. So my first physical day back at work is Tuesday. I I'm in an office, so it's not like I'm going to be exerting myself, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to focus a lot on water this week. My Hydrate Spark comes tomorrow, by the way. Awesome. So, Dude, uh, so legit, bro. It's so fantastic. I I can't wait to like be able to track and compete. I know there's a there's a bunch of benchies that um, compete against each other. So I'm I'm definitely gonna need that. I gotta get but in so on that, this sometime. <laughs> that that's my concern is like. When I'm at work, I literally go from 7.30 to 4.30. You have to it's sit like, it in front I'm, of you so it's there. I know. Yeah. I, 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 I printed out a sign that says, Jack, remember to drink. Jack, remember to eat. Uh, me and Jay-Z will message I, you saying, how the fuck did you do hydrating today? I, <laughs> Take a sip. I, Jack, I can't wait till you get this cup. So I bought it about three weeks ago, right? So I could start to intake water. And I'm not one to gas up like a product. But... It's so good for the office because like I spent a lot of time in meetings and I've taken this fucking cup with me everywhere and the bottom lights up and the first time it lights up, all my coworkers are like, what the shit is your, what's up with your cup? You know? And I'm like, oh, it's talking to me and saying, Hey, Jay-Z, take a drink. Yeah. And you go to enough meetings with enough people when your cup lights up, they are reminding me like, dude, your cup's telling you to take a drink, bro. Yep. Hey, your cups, your cups talking to you. And so it's been legit. And just through like this process where, you know, you're sleeping a lot or you're trying to keep yourself occupied and you're not measuring. It, it's pretty good, dude. I hope what size did you get? I don't remember. I think I got the biggest size, I think. Yeah, I wish I would have. I, I think that's a better route. But yeah, it'll be really good for you, especially if you're on the go all the time. Just explain to people like, yeah, it's like talking to me. So before we sign off, I'll I'll quickly go through mine. Sleeve, I was really sore, like had to have help out of bed for a good like two weeks. Um, and walking was a lot harder. I was definitely way more or less energy. Um, I had glue that time and like internal stitches that dissolve and like an X stitch in the belly bone that dissolves. Um, my first revision, I had Steri-Strips. Um, I swelled up to the size of what I was in like the months before. Uh, it's crazy what the body does. Um, that one, I was completely like on the go fine. Um, I didn't take pain meds after VSG. I took pain meds maybe for five days after my first revision. This one has been the hardest just because it was so intense of everything that they did. And I'm still swelling I am exhausted but I have energy um and I do notice that like the more I do um in parts of like going out like yesterday I went out for two hours today I went out for almost four hours four hours is way too much right now when I didn't do anything but lay in bed and walk around my house for yeah. 11 days so I'll definitely say the energy is better with this one Pain-wise, this has been the most severe, and I was on pain meds for 11 days. Um, very sore in, like, one area. 
Um, this time I also had Steri strips and so it's definitely different and clearly everyone's body is different and their pain tolerances are different. Um, but I'm just amazed that, you know, I'm keeping fluids down, I'm keeping food down and that's what matters the most. And like this community has been freaking amazing and I couldn't do it without people like you and the Benchies and this whole community of weight loss surgery patients and family and friends that came together to make this happen for me. And I'll be forever grateful and thankful to all of you. And I also want to thank you both for joining us on this podcast. Uh, we will definitely do this again. This podcast is going to be in two parts because we did go over um, an hour and a half. And so it cuts off. That's why I said, hold on a second. And then I clicked record again. If you didn't catch that. Um, but I'm so excited to be on this journey with you guys. We are surgery date buddies. And, yeah, you know, awesome. we'll be here for each other through all of this. And I'm so excited to see you guys grow. And, you know, these NSVs and so much that's going to happen in your lives. And you got a, you got a friend for life here. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. the same way. Yes. Yep. We'll do it again in a few months and catch up and see what other. We'll be like, all right, happen. month four through six. Let's go. <laughs> Well, thank you all, all right, for guys. listening. Thank you. thank you for joining. And we will catch you on the next podcast where we talk about plastic surgery because Cass is having surgery um, in January and then Bex in April, which is super exciting. So thank you both for joining again. If you want to hear these episodes early, check out the patron. There's also merch if you are interested in purchasing. It helps end the stigma of weight loss surgery. It helps people in the community um, just by, you know, wearing it and people ask questions about it. So have a wonderful night and happy holidays. Thanks. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery. Please join us next time for our next podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that follow button and that bell to receive notifications when we upload our next and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're interested in supporting us, you can become a Patreon and we do have that link in our bios on our Instagram and we will also share that with you. It's just patreon.com slash R2DP. There's some special perks in there that you might see. Um, there's different tier levels and each tier has its certain perks. You will get a exclusive sticker if you sign up for the first tier. You will also get to hear the podcast two days before everyone else and the perks go on from there. So again, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye, R2D peers!